The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright, and we're Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to quarantine episode number what, Will? Number five. Quarantine episode number five of the Potterhood podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nico White. I'm Will Poston. And this is the Potterhood podcast. Okay, first of all, the catch up is going to be a little lengthier this week. Will, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, you know, just... This thing's like, it just keeps going and going. So you, I just try to hang in there. What about you? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, um, I'm not half as like tired as you are. You know what I mean? Because you're a dad. You have like a whole family to facilitate <laughs> and take care of. So I'm a little bit more energetic and I can be a little more frivolous with my time. But um, I'm okay now. You know what I mean? My birthday was on the 8th. And it was weird celebrating anything on the 8th just because like, the kid who um, we found out got hurt in Georgia, well, got killed in Georgia by those two um, guys, his birthday was also May 8th. You know what I mean? So it was like that weird energy I had that day because there's part of me that's like very, very, very pro-black and very upset at what happened to the kid. And then there's another part of me that's like, yo, you going through enough, dog. You got to enjoy this birthday. So it's like that weird feeling. It's like, I don't know homie you know what i'm saying but enough enough niggas get killed by cops you know what i'm saying to have a kid that's just jogging getting killed by two people who are out making a citizen's arrest so after i got over that that was one hour of the day and then the next 23 hours weren't that bad it was weird celebrating a birthday during this pandemic but it was actually a fun one my album came out i didn't put this anywhere i'm only gonna say it here but it charted we broke the top 10 and I think it peaked at number eight, which is A, my favorite number, nice. and B, shocking, because I didn't get a chance to really do any promo for the thing. You know what I'm saying? When I did a pre-sale, iTunes messed up the price. So everything that I got happened within that day from the post I put up. So to anybody that listened already, thank you. To anybody who's going to listen, thank you. And we got a gift to this show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest. And this guest... This guest right here, I don't, I'm, I wonder how to describe this person to you. Matter of fact, the blimp is going by and it's kind of appropriate. <laughs> the person that we have as our guest on the fifth episode of Quarantine of the Potterhood Podcast, one of my favorite, favorite people. She's the only white lady I've ever met that I can actually say <laughs> has nigger energy, and I really, really appreciate it. You 
Mike Nower from Guy and Girl Code. I met her on the comedy scene. She's amazing. The one and only Carly Aquilino. Carly! Thank you. My favorite intro ever. Yeah, <laughs> energy shift. Yeah, dog. You know what I mean? We had to switch the energy real quick. Sis, how are you? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be on this podcast because I had never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. And then- Which- Yep, I know. It's disrespectful. And I was yeah. watching them going, I can't believe I never made a point to see these before because they're amazing. So I watched okay. two of them for you guys. And I'm going to watch now, all of them. Now, this is how far Carly went for us. Because when I reached out, not even. When I first asked you about it, we were in Staten Island. I was like, yo, would you come to the podcast? She's like, yeah, sure. And you yeah. know how comics are. We say, we say stuff and it's like, all right, let me act <laughs> on it. I reached out to Carly right in the midst of her. What were you doing? She has the wildest Instagram you could ever see. She was, uh, oh, what was I'm, it? You were I'm, fawning over Andrew Cuomo. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. I do that every day for several hours. That's so, my religion now. It's a damn shame. So she was, <laughs> she's fawning over Andrew Cuomo, right? And I was like, yo, we need a guest for the podcast. I said, yo, Carly, you come on the podcast within minutes. And Carly's very busy. Within minutes, she got back to us. So it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for watching the first two. Uh... As somebody that came in, because how old are you now, if you don't mind saying? I'm 29. Now, someone coming in at 29 years old watching the first two Harry Potters, what character did you identify with immediately? And what character would 11-year-old Carly have identified with the most and why? Okay, so I... Who's the kid? What's the kid's name that messes everything up? Like, he messes up all the spells. Neville. Neville? Neville, or, yeah. Or Seamus. Um, I think Neville. All He's right, like got the you. one that goes crazy on the broom and, yes. and he like gets really hurt. That's me mm -hmm. now. Got you. Yeah. Now. Yes, that's me now. And also Hagrid, because it's like the, uh, I mean, during quarantine, my legs look like him. So <laughs> I would say Not those two. And when I was a kid, I probably, I think I would have been more like Hermione vibes. Okay. Got you. Smart you know? Alec kid or more just like, more just like if trying, you were right? Yeah, just trying to follow the rules and, and not trying to like ruffle any feathers. Got you. Well, if you could say the same thing when you got into Harry Potter, you got into it around the quote unquote appropriate age. But <laughs> and I think we've been over this a couple of times, but would you say your answers changed of who you identified with back then and who you're most like right now? Like right now, today, right now. Uh, for me right now, it's Ron and Hermione. It's either or like, and that's really like Ron's, Ron's range of Ron at his best to Ron at his worst. And then Hermione just her best. That's like Hermione's best is my absolute best. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going Ron and then Ron's worst is my worst. Very high convoluted answer. But if mm -hmm. you know me, it hits exactly right. Okay, fair enough. For me, I would say if we're talking the first two movies, Right now, I identify most with um, do, 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 Filch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, man, you know how in like the first movie, Filch had that one moment of glory where he was about to take the kids through the forest and whatnot. And you can see how excited he was because he knew people were about to struggle. Last night, my nephew came over here and he's 18 now. He's a grown man. So he's learning, you know, he's learning the ropes. So he knows how to play dice. I shoot dice. So he thought... When he came over yesterday, he thought that he had took me for like $40, right? 
So he went in them like maybe $2 rolls, $6 rolls. So now he got $40. And he doesn't know I'm testing them. So I'm like, all right, man, let's go again. I said, I'll put 60. He doesn't realize that when you play dice, if you roll high three times in a row, it's almost positive you're going to roll up. And we made the bet. I let him roll first. He rolled a one. I rolled four, five, six, which is head crack. If y'all know anything about um, hood dice, look it up later. But when I won, he looked at me with like that shit in his eyes. Like, you motherfucker, you knew this was going to happen. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. And I wanted to do this to you because A, he was doing too well. And B, sometimes you got to teach tough lessons. And for that reason, I'm picking Filch right now. Um, I love that. Someone's got to humble you. Someone's got to humble you sometimes, right? Right. And they can only, you only know how to humble somebody because you've been humbled. I've right. lost <laughs> plenty of like, you know, chump change in dice before. I've never lost $40, but to have my nephew at 18 killing me only to see, it's like, oh, you don't even realize you got a gambling problem. Because one thing about dice, you can jump out at any time. So I did all that to A, be the 18-year-old in gambling, and then B, teach him a life lesson. So how you know people, I'm not a bad uncle. How many people listening just learned the rules to dice right now? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You, Carly. The people just at their homes when this comes out in a week from right now. <laughs> <laughs> like making toast and they'll just learn the rules to dice. Hey, you learn the rules to CeeLo. If I could help, if I could help more people around the world learn how to play CeeLo, I think I can die a happy man because we can't <laughs> perform anymore. So I take my blessings where I can get them. Right, um, right. So that would be the right now. And then when I was a kid, I guess, I had to, I actually identified more with Seamus. You know what I mean? Because Seamus was, um, he wasn't necessarily popular at all. He wasn't all the way in the back. Like you saw Seamus, but he was usually blowing stuff up. And whenever he was noticed, it was because he fumbled and made a mistake. And for like kindergarten through first grade, that was me. And then I became a 75-year-old man, third grade on. Who knows what happened? So that would be my answer. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. I took the first segment a little differently than how we usually do. Who we sort? It's, it's cool. So uh, my idea for who we sort was I uh, went into Carly's IMDB page, and I just looked for an interesting credit. And you're on you the gym. just asked her. You know? What? <laughs> I said, you could have just asked her. I know, but I didn't. I appreciate the research. <laughs> I wanted mm -hmm. to do a little research, but you were on mm -hmm. the Jim Gaffigan show. I was on so, the, yeah, yeah, I was on the Jim Gaffigan show for one episode. <laughs> I was just like a bartender. That's how I was on Hip Hop Squares, yo. Yeah, they just like called <laughs> me and were like, oh, would you want to do this? I was like, sure. And I did it. It was really fun, though. There you go. Who we sorting from the Gaffigan show, bro? Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Oh, okay. Uh, Will, you take that one first, because I'm going to need a second. Okay, well, I was going to defer to Carly, because uh, she maybe met him. But can I just say, uh, for the sorting, do you remember in the first movie, The Sorting Hat, uh, that sends Harry to Gryffindor? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Not so to you be, picked I don't it. want to be condescending. Yeah, I just the, want to be the hat, that, the hat that talks. Yes. Yeah. In case yes. anybody's listening for the first time uh, who doesn't know what the sorting is, uh, basically we take celebrities, icons, whoever, fictional characters, and put them in Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, or Slytherin based on where we think they would be. Does that make sense? Okay. 
So for me, I would put Jim Gaffigan in Ravenclaw because I think mm. he's very uh, he's very good at making sure all of the jokes he puts out are mm. under that same umbrella of what's most palatable to his fan base. But if you are a comic like us and you've been at clubs mm. where he's popped in, the jokes that he writes are incredibly diverse. Like he has mm. jokes that would be like, you would more imagine coming out of David Tell's mouth and he writes them and he performs them, but they won't be on a special and they won't be on a tour. So him knowing himself and knowing uh, his fans like that, that to me is mm -hmm. a Okay, I'm gonna go a much different route and put him in Slytherin because- I was uh, Slytherin, yeah, I was gonna say Slytherin. Yeah. Anybody who's that smart and maintained um, a show business career for that long and stand up of all things, you don't do that without optimizing your network and everything else that we know about the business side of our business. So for those reasons, I'm putting him in Slytherin. I don't think he's evil or anything like that. I'm putting him in Slytherin as a good Slytherin because I don't yeah. know Jim Gaffigan like that. So that's where I'm putting him, bro. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Slytherin too because they're more technical, right? Like they're very, right. like I think that that's, he's, he seems very regimented in mm -hmm. the way that he, has he the works. hair color for it i guess yeah oh definitely yeah. has the hair color for it on on your first watch through what would you say was better for you harry potter and the chamber of secrets or harry potter and the sorcerer's stone like what did or did they both catch you in the right mood when you saw for me shit whoever want to take it up uh, oh i thought you said will do you want me to answer because yeah, i have yeah. my answer okay um Shoot. i liked I liked the Chamber of Secrets better. Okay. Are you mad Shoot, at now, me? No, 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 I'm not. I'm okay. actually excited because I feel the same way. I just want to know your reason behind it. I want to see if we agree on that. Yeah, I think that it was cool. Like the the storyline was cool. How mm -hmm. just from the beginning, him not being able to get get there and then yep. the car and then all the spiders. And yeah. like, there was a few parts of it that I was like, do these like do these guys forget that they're magical? Like when he goes Thank out you. to this the big spider, right? Yep. And the big spider is like, oh well, my kids they never attack Hagrid because mm -hmm. he is like my boy. But mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, I can't it's, tell oh, no, them not I, to do that to you. I can't tell them not to eat you. It's like you definitely can, bro. Aragog, yeah, you definitely you can. Definitely can. And then the car comes out of nowhere. They're in the car and they're like slowly reversing. I'm like, it's a magic <laughs> car. This isn't a, a fucking Saturn. You know what I mean? Like, right. Why are you? Dog, I remember when I first saw the, the first two movies, I always said to myself that in the second movie, there was a lot more realism there. It felt like it was actually dangerous. And yeah. I wanted Voldemort in the first movie was almost, he was Plato. Harry beat him by touching him, and then he sizzled into ashes. That's right. not the threatening that I want from my villains. Diary Tom Riddle is menacing. They yes. acted that they had play him. I don't, I don't know if the kid also played Hitler at one point, but he definitely looked like he could have. Like that, yeah. no, for real. That dude embodied that, that type of evil of it's my kind and anybody who's not one of mine, the hell with him, right? Right. So at the, at the end of Chamber of Secrets, the only one gripe I had was that Jenny made it because it kind of took away a lot of that realism that the basilisk gave me because the basilisk right. was the first villain to show up in Harry Potter where it's like, okay, if you don't figure out what to do, you can't stop this on your own. 
Right. And if y'all don't get the proper information, it's over. So the fact that he got taken out and didn't get at least one confirmed kill kind of made me upset. But we also have Mur- Moaning Myrtle, who is a confirmed kill. So I guess it evens out, but not really. Will, what right. you thought, bro? Um, I thought that I really liked the second movie more than the first because mm-hmm. upon rewatching the first, it they they handle all of the tension with kid gloves. Like even when they're fighting the troll, yeah. you know no one's getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's more likely that somebody's gonna accidentally slip and fall into something gross or something than actually drama. Right. Everything worked out perfectly for them in every way in the first movie. Like even when they're doing, I I um I forget what it's called when they're going they're flying around in the boots. Yeah, and he like catches it in his mouth, and it's like uh, it. (laughs) I was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a kids. The first one is way more of a kids movie. The second one, oh shit! Rewatching the Quidditch scenes, it's crazy how much smaller he is than the other players it's unrealistic <laughs> as an adult being like oh this third graders dominating the preteen hold on wait that's the part that's unrealistic as they fly around <laughs> on brooms bro and fight giant snakes and three-headed dogs that's the part that got you man let me tell you something <laughs> that boy ain't big enough to be out there on that field <laughs> On that broomstick flying around. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, bro. Crazy. Go ahead, Carly. I'm sorry. I think also between the first movie and the second movie, I don't know how many years was in between that, but he aged a good, like, eight years. <laughs> like, in between the first one, he's a baby. The second yeah. one, he's a teenager. I was like, wait till, how wait till you ter- Wait till you watch the third one. And I think I can find that out for you right now. I think that the hiatus between the two were like two years or something like that. So crazy because he looks so young, that first one. Yeah, but yo, you think about it, right? Those kids, to this day, like Emma Watson has had a complete and utter transformation from what she, how she used to be to what she is now. Like, And I, I found this out when I was looking for stuff to talk about, but I didn't know she was this uber feminist now to the yeah. point of... To the point of like, if she probably if she came to a comedy club pre-pandemic, if you said the wrong thing, she might have gotten upset with you. Oh like, yeah, she's that staunch about it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. And I then think, it, yeah, I think she's been like that. I remember her making a few speeches, like maybe like five years ago. I remember that starting. But you know what she said? It came from it. She said it came from having kind of an identity crisis from the Hermione stuff. You know what I mean? And getting so famous and people barring her in the street. How do y'all think y'all would have handled something like that for yourselves if you would have got it at that age? You know what I mean? Because she was a megastar. Bro, she was a megastar. When you think about, we, we get like, we get multiple thousands of people to download this a week. And that's only off the strength of how big the subculture is. Right? Now, if that's what we're getting, we don't have anything to do with Harry Potter. Imagine what she got at 11, 12, 13, 14, her formative years. Yeah, I, I think I, I would have definitely, I mean, a lot of people who are child stars, mm-hmm. they go a little, they kind of go off the rails a little bit, at least for a short period of time. A lot of them right. do it and then they come back, they're like, whoops, you know, mm-hmm. I was just growing up because you grow up in front of the entire world too. They have right. no like awkward teenage phase that nobody ever hears about it's like no we all saw it you know mm-hmm. um yeah I'm glad that 
that she put that all into being like philanthropic instead of, you know, instead of being crazy another way she, for her. Yeah. If you look at all three of them, all the kids that came from um, the Harry Potter universe, you look at Ron, you look at Emma, you look at um, Rupert. And you can, and Drake, all right, Tom Felton. Yeah, Felton. You can kind of see the paths that they all took because you got Daniel, who's still entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He still works and all that, seems happy. Rupert started a family, seemed like he took a backseat to entertaining. And Hermione taking up the issues. Felton, on the other hand, if you could party, if you could party with any of the four, who would it be of those four? Because I think I'm pick, I'm picking Emma Watson, but only because I would want to argue with her. You know what I'm saying? To right, get some perspective right. that I wouldn't get usually, and then put yeah. it in material. That's what I. That's what Interesting. I. Interesting. I want to yeah. pick Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, uh, me too. Just because he seems the most mellow to me. Yeah, he really. Chill. Yeah. He seems chill. I, I feel like it's such a good story to be like, oh, I was like drinking with Harry Potter. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, y'all right. With all of the interesting actors, probably throughout the series, mm-hmm. he's the one right. telling a bottom Carter or whoever. Yeah, this, yeah. this would, this would be the hard part for me. Like I'm sitting here acting like I would actually pick one if I got a chance to meet any of these people. I probably would. <laughs> can I ask you guys a question? Of course, you so, can. When this all first came out, you were hardcore. You read the books first, then you went out no. to the. No. no. Oh. Okay. No, I, I, I was the exact opposite. It, they came on TV first, and I didn't even know what it was. It was on like ABC oh, okay. Family or something like that. And I watched it with my pops, and I liked it so much that when Chain of the Secrets came out, he took me to go see it. And you remember Scholastic used to have you pick out books in school? Yep. It was that thing. A lot of my friends were getting the book. So I said, well, let me let me get one. I started at Chamber of Secrets, then got Prisoner of Azkaban, so on and so forth. Started keeping up with the movies. Okay. And then I was a super fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was very interested because I know it was, I remember it, I mean, being huge, huge. Oh, it was a craze. It was like a phenomenon. It a it's just one mm-hmm. of those things that it just hits and it's just explodes. That's why I'm so shocked that you were able to really miss it for this long yeah. and not even know and not even know like some of the insider stuff. You didn't no. know you didn't recognize stuff like McGonagall. You didn't recognize Dumbledore. Like those names didn't yeah. ring bells. No, no. And I still like can't I can't remember a lot of people's names, even though oh, I've that's... already I've seen the first two. But I know like the main ones. Got you. Fair, I mean, fair enough. I get like that with a lot of regular movies that people know a lot about. I'm like that with Goodfellas. I can't tell you anything about the plot. Right. <laughs> Carly, but I can tell you. From your point of view, how big does it feel like Harry Potter is? Oh, I always Good knew question. that Harry Potter was huge, but it was one of those things that maybe I have this thing where if everybody's seeing it, I don't want to see it because a lot okay. of times I feel like if a movie is that popular, and I keep hearing great things about it. I always feel this way, like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be really disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'm just like, oh, it's all hype. I don't like fall for it. Cause I remember mm-hmm. that happening with like, I remember that happening vividly with like Napoleon Dynamite. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, Everybody sure. was like, it's yeah. the most hysterical movie you're ever gonna see in your life. I saw it, I was like, it was funny, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but relax. 
you know? Right, yeah. Sometimes people go a little bit hard. Yeah, so I knew it was huge. I knew it was a phenomenon, but I was just, I never thought that I would have enjoyed it, you know? Like after watching it. Go for it, go for it. I was going to say, after watching it, let's, let's give it a number rating. One to ten, Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone. Ooh, that was a hard one to say. <laughs> what what I would give it on a one to ten scale? I'd probably give that an eight. You'd seven. give it an eight. Seven. Seven. I was going to say seven, because to me, the second one, The Chamber of Secrets, is a ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a ten. Talk to me more about that. What made it a 10? Because I, I wasn't going to say perfect. I'm, I struggle with that. So what makes it maybe, perfect for you? Maybe. I'm sure they keep getting better. So maybe you have more to compare, you know? Mm -hmm. But I liked that there was real controversy between him and the teacher that was a fraud. Yeah. The teacher that lied and said he was this amazing wizard, but then everybody found out he was a fraud. So I yeah. liked that controversy. Um mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just like the story better. I liked. I also liked Myrtle for some reason. Myrtle, Myrtle, Myrtle's Myrtle is the one that you would like. You and Myrtle got similar energy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Myrtle, because yeah. Myrtle gonna go take it. If Myrtle <laughs> want it, Myrtle gonna take it. And if she ain't gonna take it, she chill it. She yeah, minding exactly. her own business. Yeah, exactly. I love her. I loved her. So I thought that the characters were cool. I just mm -hmm. liked all the like. You know, mm -hmm. the spiders and all the wacky stuff, too. Now, and that's another thing, because if I had to pick one Harry Potter character to make you, it would be Hagrid if I had to recast anybody. <laughs> because Carly takes care of plants. Carly yes. takes care of animals. Carly takes care of ants. You had an entire ant farm at one point. Yeah, how... I just ordered new ants. Um, they're going to get here on Monday, my new ant farm. That's insane. Yo, here's, here's how invested I was in it. When she had the ants, if anybody here who doesn't follow her, it's the most haggard thing ever, dog. <laughs> she had a colony of ants, bro, and I would watch her IG story as they would die yes. periodically throughout the months. And I was talking to a girl at the time, and she would ask me, she said, hey, how's your friend's ants doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's this so funny. I yeah. gotta matter of fact, I'm text her now. Let her know you get some new ants. Yeah, I'm Keep getting them. They should be here on Monday. P P Here's my thing. People think that mm -hmm. I kill the ants and that they die because they're in my care, but that's not the way it yeah. works. They have a very short lifespan, and I never buy the queen because the queen has like 300 babies at a time. So I'm not trying to have a whole like House of hundreds ants. of ants. I want like 20 ants. You know? Got you. Yeah. Die because they don't have a queen, and then. It lasts sometimes the longest I've ever had one was like three months, but I've been getting them for years every every um springtime. I'm telling you, you are supposed to be like when whenever you get through Harry Potter, you gotta watch Care Magical not Care Magical Creatures, um Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I think you resonate with that even more more than Harry Potter. Oh really? That's all that's all about looking at the beasts and all that nonsense. But I'm sorry. That's a tangent. <clears throat> well, what's the next thing? I'm sorry, bro. Well, I was curious. I wanted to talk about some of the foreshadowings, like some of the things that happen in the first movie that mm -hmm. you'll see throughout the series. So one thing I was curious about was, uh, Carly, what were your thoughts on Snape after the first movie? Interesting. Snape? Mm -hmm. I... yeah. Did you feel like in the beginning, like he might be evil? Or at what were you, were you yes. relieved? that he wasn't and yeah. I, 
I definitely didn't like him. I never liked him. I, I still don't. Am I supposed to yeah. now? No, because it to be conflicted. Yeah, no, it, he's I feel when they were doing that thing, it, this was in the second movie, but when they were doing that thing with the wand from across, they were teaching each other how to protect totally. from the spells. I yeah. felt like he had their backs. Like he was like, let me yeah. take care of this. So I don't think mm -hmm. that he's trying to hurt them, but mm -hmm. I don't like his energy. First two movies, Snape, he's not the nicest person anyway. And he's, a, Snape is a dick, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? he's like don't an asshole. Don't anything for the, her though in regards to Snape. Because I, I mean, I know that Snape is a through line for the rest of the movies. Gotcha. Hey, dog, look here. Snape is a piece of garbage, especially in the first two movies. Because you got to think about it like this. If you had a kid, right, even no matter what your intentions might be, if I have a kid and I send him to school and you target my kid, I'm coming to see you, bro. Yeah. I'm it's like coming you're to jealous? see you. Yeah, you're and, that, and that's what's like weird. A 10-year-old kid? Yeah. You, you're know? jealous of a 10-year-old kid for being popular. And that's the thing where it's like, <laughs> Dumbledore doesn't make a big enough deal of that as principal of the school. You don't want to tell one of your teachers, like, hey, Doug, you don't, you don't mind not competing with one of my first years? Yeah. You, you don't mind leaving the freshman? You're 40, man. You're right. 40. He's a hater. He's a hater for yeah. now. He's a okay. hater for now. Okay. Watch the giving the tough love that all of those students secretly need. No, no, no. no they don't need no, it like that. No. They don't no, need no, it like that. There. These kids have to be prepared for all of the evils in the world. Yeah, but they're not Yo. bad kids. They're good kids. You know, and they his... get into some trouble, but they're not mm -hmm. doing anything bad. And I, Snape I, is the Snape is the leader of Slytherin House, bro. Now, who's doing anything worse than what they're doing in Slytherin? There's nothing that there's nothing that Harry and the trio did. Lock, Lockhart's the defense against the dark arts teacher, man. And that's his department. If he wanted to teach the kids something, then that's one thing. Snape's that's not his department. He makes potions. Yeah. You don't get you don't get to be a bully, and that's not even a part of your job. Right. Even if you want it to be your job. This shit is not right. What did you think of Professor McGonagall? Did you think that she was I love her. you loved her? Yeah, okay. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. I think she's so nice. I like that she mm -hmm. cuts them slack. I like that in the first movie, instead of Harry getting into trouble for riding the broomstick, how she was like, you're promoted. <laughs> to being like the, need... Lord, the Lord, uh, or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're, I like how you watch the movie. She's like, I'm going to do this for y'all. I ain't going to retain none of the information, I... though. <laughs> information i just forget there's so much information that uh, i can't remember all. i mean the the cast is like probably five billion people so I'm like yeah. let me learn the main guys but i forget what it's mm -hmm. called when they were going on their their rooms quidditch quidditch no before that when they were learning to fly and the, the one kid lesson. gets hurt oh the flying lesson that's yes. still quidditch yes oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the struggles. Okay, now this 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 is um a segment of the show we call Shatterpoint, right? So I'm gonna give you one of the scenarios that you've seen, and you tell me if you would have been able to handle it or if you would have broken down. Okay. All right. So now you're Molly Weasley. You've been in the fight against the Dark Lord and all that for a very long time. You find out your daughter is in the Chamber of Secrets. 
what do you do? Do you break? Do you rise to the occasion? How do you handle that news? Um, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. But what I do, I think, I mean, she could go there. She could go there. Right? Mm-hmm. I think if I was if I was her, I would probably go there and try and help as best as I can. Does that right. like in, in any way? I would bring my husband too. Mm-hmm. Take your car, your flying car. <laughs> well, that's broken. I think that was in the shop at right. that point because right. the car got TKO'd by a tree. See, for right. me, I, I I threw that out there because. Molly Weasley is one of the characters that we talk about a lot here on Fatherhood because she gets a lot of credit for being a mom. She doesn't really get a lot of credit for how much she put on her shoulders. Because like every every single book of the Harry Potter story, Molly Weasley is going through a little bit more than everybody else because all of her kids are smack dab in the middle of this war. You understand? And before the um like before the story that you see, if you um this is a slight spoiler, but Molly lost her brothers in the original war against Voldemort, right? So she already lost her brothers. Her kids are friends with Harry Potter, which puts them in the direct line of fire. Mm -hmm. So I guess a better question would be, would you let your kids hang out with Harry Potter knowing the trouble that's involved with that? Would you have let your kids hang with them? Will, you're a parent, bro, so I'm actually start with you on this one. Would Would you let your daughter hang out with Harry Potter or would you be like, no, it's too dangerous and tell the truth. I mean, I, I think I would let her, I would, because you got to on some do the right, just to do the right thing. Oh, you Spike Lee now. (laughs) No, but like, like, uh, also, you know, Voldemort's out there. If he wins, then it's a big problem. So you have to put your, it's more like Lord of the Rings where it's like, you know, this big evil is looming or Game of Thrones. So you have to be on the army of the people who are trying to do the right. You have to be on the Spike Lee army, the do the right thing army. Fair (laughs) enough. Now I'll be honest with y'all. There's every, every father in me wants me to say that I would um, let my kid hang out with uh, Harry Potter. And then there's the real me. Not a chance. Really? I'd be very against it. Not a chance. And not on some, not on some, you guys can't be friends, but you have to be very selective and very aware because there's certain levels of danger that's involved with being Harry Potter's friend, which means if you're friends with Harry Potter, if you think how I think, you'd be the first person up to get kidnapped if they can't get to Harry. You'd right. get used as ransom. And as a parent, I would think my first I'm I'm not a dad now, but I'm an uncle and I'd kill you for my nephew. You know what I mean? If I had that same energy, then multiply by my own children. I can't even imagine, you know, in the later movie, there's a scenario like that that pops up and JK Rowling is great at doing this where she'll, she'll make you play both sides to the middle, right? Cause everything in me wants to say that you wouldn't exclude, you wouldn't want Harry to be excluded and nothing like that. But then there's a practical side of me that grew up in the projects and understand that I understand that, yo, association can get you killed. Right. Association can get you snatched. Association can end your life. So would I let my child hang with somebody like Harry Potter that's in the danger that he's in? I don't know if I would, but I would also be aware that I wouldn't be able to stop my kid. So I wouldn't admonish that. 
Do you think that maybe you're actually, I mean, if you want your kid to be friends with anybody, wouldn't you want mm -hmm. it to be Harry Potter? Because he's like the strongest mm -hmm. one. He's like the legend. You're right. But see, in being the strongest one and in being the legend, you're a target because right. the people who want to be as strong as you, they might be stronger than my kid. So if they can't get you, they're going to get my kid. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And they can so easily get right, Ron. So they can easily get Ron. Easily I get mean, Ron. It's like you can get anybody can just snatch up Ron, honestly. Snatch Ron, keep Ron. Don't kill yeah. my seed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't worth it. Not over a Quidditch game, my nigga. Y'all can talk in the common room. So. Right. Make different friends. Yeah. So what would you what would you tell your kid after hearing that? What would I tell my kid after hearing all of that? After all that, is your position still the same? If so, I really, really respect y'all for not for not compromising on that. I, I would say that that's why it's so critical to the system for you for Dumbledore to be a trusted figure. Like he's really <laughs> a crucial part of this. Like yeah, if you have some dweeb wizard. Mm -hmm. if you have like a dweeb wizard in charge of Hogwarts, then yeah, I don't trust my kid to be there with Harry Potter. Voldemort can here's why. Here's why I hate Will is because you searched for that, and that was a great <laughs> way out of answering that question. You bastard! Now I want to. I want a direct answer from you. Would you, knowing the danger, and yeah, after what I've said, you still Dumbledore let your kid hang out with Harry Potter? Dumbledore's the headmaster. Then yeah, I'm okay. Saying I'm saying like okay, but Dumbledore has to be the headmaster. Dumbledore has to be the headmaster. Yeah, so I'll say that. Okay, in, all right. In book two, when Dumbledore gets fired for a, for like sixteen hours, when uh, the Chamber of Secret is open, I'd be pulling my kids so quick. Once the Got Chamber of okay. open, I'd be there. Like, okay, Lena, we're going. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Got you. See, you a turncoat, but we got you. Okay, Carly, how about you? Yeah. Your opinion changed or no? Um, I my opinion did change. Yes, especially somebody like Ginny. I think mm -hmm. because she has so many kids, that's just too much. It, yeah, it's just there's too much opportunity for one of them to get snatched up. Yeah, and, and hostage, and then Harry's not going to be able to, and she can't go try and fix mm -hmm. it. But yeah. Yeah, I liked her. I liked her character. I don't know too much about it because I've only seen the first two, but I'm sure I'll like mm. her even more the longer it goes. But she has like a million kids. She, ha she has a million kids. I, I don't know. I know for me, just as, um, a per as somebody that's trying to make the gravity like make sense, because, you know, yeah. we can all say what we want. None of besides, well, neither of us are parents. I really just don't think, like, if I had to be that character, any of the Weasleys, for me, I probably would have broke. I'd have took all my kids out of Hogwarts after the Chamber of Secrets. Because yeah. it's like, so you telling me my daughter just ended up in the bottom of a fucking, right. of a torture chamber right? for days and nobody knew where she was? Right. You didn't figure this out a long time ago, where she was, Dumbledore? I'm good, dog. Yeah. I can't. Right. Sorry. And I, Harry, who's like... 11. He's, it's his 11. second year at the school. With a sword and a hat. Exactly. Yep. And a girl. So I, don't, I don't know, Will. I don't know. I think you overtrusted them. It worked out, but like Carly said earlier, everything worked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would, That's what, I would definitely prefer for my kid to be in Ravenclaw than Gryffindor, you know? Because yeah. Gryffindor, they're always going to be getting into trouble constantly. And Ravenclaw, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you're at school. You should be, you should learn. You should do well.
you know? I don't I don't know. We only see the positive Ravenclaws. I'm sure there was as much stupid in that house as there was in Gryffindor and as there were in um Hufflepuff. What's our next topic, buddy? Uh so we uh <laughs> I know, I'm sorry you wasn't ready. I could tell in your eyes. <laughs> so uh I'm trying to think of Okay, this is what I wanted to ask. I had a question that I was really curious about, and uh, then I forgot mm-hmm. it. But here's what it is. So, Carly, you've only seen the first two movies. Yes. And so far, mm-hmm. the only characters, nobody's, nobody's died yet, really. I mean, Harry's parents died, but it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like prior knowledge. It's like informing right. knowledge, you know? Um, it kind of, the whole series gets more adult. That's the best thing about the series is like the first two books feel like childlike and then the next two are kind of teenagery and then it becomes a young adult series at the end. So so if you could predict how many major characters you think will die during this series, what number or around what number do you think that's going to be? I will be really upset if any of the the main characters die that I like, but there's a few that I wouldn't even care if they died. Like I wouldn't care if <laughs> Snape died. I wouldn't care if Draco okay. died or any of Draco's idiot friends. Okay. Um, does he die, Draco? I wouldn't care. You want you you want you want to know? Wanna Should know? I know? We can't. Well, I, I, I mean. Yeah, I'll let you wait. No, watch no, all, dude, watch all seven. There's going to be moments later in the series. There's going to be moments later in the series where you'll care a lot about Draco. I promise oh. you. I know you don't think you'll care about Draco now, but there's going to be moments where Draco's life is on the line later where you will care about Draco. Okay. That's That right there is the beauty of the series for me, right? Is that because I felt the same way about Draco at the start. I was like, because I hate people like that. I hate yeah, clout chasers. Like- He's the ultimate clout chaser, and I hate parents like his. I hate the whole nine. But there's something funny about how they played this whole series, and that we watch these people grow up. We watch them change. Right. And whether you whether you know it or not, you root it for them anyway. Especially if you watch the movie. If you're only going through this through the movie, you really do right. start to you start to care because almost like you're going through it with them. Especially if you were watching it while it was actually happening, and you were the same age as the kids. Y'all were going through similar things at the same time. There comes a point where Harry, matter of fact, how do you think Harry ends up, like, dating-wise? You think he kills him at Hogwarts? Like, pre, from where you are now to the end of Hogwarts, how do you think his dating life going to gonna go? Are they going to kill it or not? Okay, so I was thinking about that a lot. I was thinking, <laughs> who wants to be with Hermione? Is it going to be Ron or is it going to be Harry? Because I Uh-oh. feel like Ron might be in love with her. But I think that her and Harry are going to get together. But I don't know. I'm just like trying to read their, I'm just trying to read them. You know? Go further, go further, go further. How do you see it happening? With, I think that Ron's going to be in love with her. I think he already Mm -hmm. is in love with her, maybe. And Mm -hmm. I think that she's not going to know because he's Ron. I mean, mm-hmm. Ron's not going to just tell her, right? Yo, everybody and- that come on this podcast hates <laughs> Ron. You hate Ron. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Mia Jackson hates Ron. That's what did so Ron funny. do to y'all, man? I don't hate Ron. I'm just saying he's not the type of guy that's going to, like, go up to a mm-hmm. girl and be like, I have feelings for you. He's Ron. Right. You know? Right, right, right. So- right. Damn. 
oh man, the part, there's one part about that that hurt. When you say he's Ron, right? All the Rons out there, <laughs> we all know what she mean by that, and it hurt, don't it? Don't you feel it? And like it that that's an emotional punch that hits guys like right here. You all can't see what I'm pointing, but the intersection between like your chest and the top of your stomach, there's a yeah. point right there. When y'all say shit like that, ladies, it really hurts. But continue, continue, continue. I'm sorry, I want to make this real. <laughs> I think My that bad. Harry might fall for her at the same time and, and not know. And there's a miscommunication there. And I think Hermione's going to have the choice between Harry and Ron. In my and, opinion. And who do you think? Nah, you you killing it. And who do you think Hermione would choose? Just from what um, you've seen so far. Uneducated guess. Okay. I think that if I were her, I would probably go with Harry. I'd probably go with Harry. Is it for the reasons that... I'm thinking that it is. What's the reasons that you're doing it? Um, I think that he, like, need, he, I would see him being a good boyfriend. I think that he needs a companion more than Ron does because Ron has brothers and sisters. He has a family that he's close with. I think Harry, as he gets older, he's going to need, like, his person. And I think Hermione would be his person. Because his uh, parents are the, are the worst. I mean, his aunt and uncle... How, okay, so now that was something that I was going to actually say for later, but we hear now. The Dursleys, the Dursleys, the Dursleys. Were they your least favorites of everybody that you've seen easily? Um, yeah, I, I would say so, because they were mean to him for no reason. I was texting Pete when I started the first movie because he's obsessed with Harry Potter. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm finally watching Harry Potter. And I was mm -hmm. like texting him like, why is he under the staircase? <laughs> <laughs> like I had no like I didn't I've never seen any of this as how why is he under the staircase and then I'm like why don't they want him to go to the damn school they hate yeah, him so much let him you go. hate him so much let him go yeah. let him go to the most dangerous place ever and potentially get killed right why not? exactly and he's off your hands you don't have to put him under the staircase anymore who of the Dursleys who is your least favorite because I bet I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell Will the in the son. chat who I think it I knew it I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. So I ain't get Of the things you predicted, some of them are exactly right, and then some of them will completely flip, and your mind is going to change so much. Like, here's my <laughs> question. How do you feel about Dumbledore? Dumbledore. Uh, the, um, I know Dumbledore, the wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah the headmaster. <laughs> the only... Wizard. Literally, they're all wizards. It's a movie about wizards. Um, but but you know, he's, he's a stereotypical like, wizard. He's the yeah. one that looks like a wizard. Like, if I was at, mm -hmm. like, a mall, I would be like, what is this guy, a wizard? Nobody else 100%. I would feel that way about, you know? Mm -hmm. um, okay, I like him. I think he has Harry's back. I think he loves Harry. And mm -hmm. I think he appreciates Harry's gift. Okay. I do. Heck yeah, I do. yo. I'm proud of you, yo. You, you go deep. <laughs> She's. I. I. I think. I think that he's. He appreciates Harry's gifts. He understands Harry's yeah, background. Yeah, because there was and, a couple. I can't wait for you to finish. Yeah, there was a couple oh, boy, times where I felt like Harry should have gotten in trouble, and he. He was like, relax. Chill about you it. You know. Yeah. He was like, it. you get extra points. You know. Yeah. 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 I always miss. I, I miss having like those teachers around. You know what I'm saying? Because life doesn't do that for you. You don't in life. You ain't gonna find anybody that's gonna look the other way right. on purpose 
Not unless you're paying them. If you're paying them or they need to be around you for something, then sure. Otherwise, nobody, nobody's kissing your ass like that. So that's the one thing I miss about high school. You get away. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tangent's been a long day. What's our next thing, Will? But you killed that, sis. Thank you. Uh, our next segment is What If They Were Black? And we have Hermione this week. Oh, wait. We've definitely done Hermione. We've definitely done no, We've done her, we've, but this is uh, the second time. We're, we're circling. I mean, of the characters in the first... Okay, I mean, which character from the first two movies uh, is... Can we, your, uh, I got you right now. You ready? Yeah. All right. So the If They Were Black segment is just that. We pick somebody and we wonder what their life would have been like if they were African-American or shit, just black in general. But okay. I don't know. Have we done the troll yet? Well, we did. Max. Okay, that's great. You know what? Max. We, we definitely have not done that's the troll. Great. We've not done the troll? No, okay. I don't think so. So the troll from the first movie. So, Carly, I'm going to start but this. Also, you still... was I really going to ever propose the troll? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you were. Okay, but I can explain the segment again. And, I mean, I'm not going to be like, you know who I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I get to have more fun with this because I made the segment. I should let people know that, by the way. The segment is my idea, folks. Okay? <laughs> so save all your hate mail for Will. Now. I, uh, if the troll were black, if the troll were black, I, of course, nothing really would change besides it would dress better coming into Hogwarts, first of all. <laughs> and it would, it would have, it would definitely be a lot smarter. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you're taking out a black troll with something as simple as Wingardium Leviosa. And in fact, I don't think a black troll would take any shit from kids. In fact, I think a black troll would come in telling you that it's not about taking any shit from kids. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I don't think I don't think the troll shows up in real life. I think it only would exist on Twitter under a very nice hashtag if it were a black troll, and that's gonna be my answer. And that's how I'm not gonna get canceled next February. Y'all turn. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. I think that the troll. I was shocked that the troll was like uh, afraid of Harry, who was four feet tall. You know what exactly. I'm saying? I was surprised that he could take him out. I was like, what, you're, what's the point in being this big? And what's you know? the point of the teachers being at Hogwarts? That's the one thing that really got to me <laughs> in the first movie and book. It's like you have all these powerful wizards. Because honestly, for me, that's really what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the teachers have a lot more to do and work. Right. Like protect the kids. Right. The only thing we saw magical happen from the teachers in the first two movies are McGonagall turned into a cat and turned back into a person. Dumbledore took light away from some lamps and then Snape shot Lockhart. And that's all you saw from the teachers. Yeah. I was so disappointed because I wanted to see magic done right. As opposed to, oh, watching Harry Magic do very okay. Watching Hermione do magic very well. And watching Ron just, you know, be present. Right, yeah. right. That's Sorry for our Ron fans. I know y'all know that I'm a big Ron fan, but today, damn it, I'm in a mood. Go ahead, Will. No, but that's that's a problem through the whole series. Really, until the very end of the series, uh, they don't do a good enough job of showcasing how good the teachers are at magic. There's really 
only two moments that really do the whole series. And that's interesting that that problem was already such a problem in the first two movies. I'm just saying any any real parent would have took their kids out of the school if they found out that the greatest wisdom in the world is the principal and a troll snuck in. And trolls are, right. like they literally say, trolls aren't the smartest creatures. They say that over and over and it's like, well, how, how did it get into school? Dumbledore. Right. It's giant. Is there a hole <laughs> in the wall? And it's not like these things could read or write. Yeah. How did this you dumb saying, troll get in here? How, how did the dumb troll get in? And then how did the dumb troll walk the hallways Right. What on what, its own? Right. That says a lot about the teachers, that the dumb troll is roaming around freely. Yes. And the lack of security. The lack of security in Hogwarts, because Dumbledore does this too, where he'll, he'll go, we don't like Dumbledore on the podcast, or I don't. I'll speak for myself. Wow. But, yeah, no, I, I don't like Dumbledore. I hate his, I, I won't say hate, that's a strong word. I understand his character is, is, the, is the dad I describe myself being. He has to be very, very aware, and he's almost too cautious. And in being cautious, you'll find out that some people might have to get hurt because he was being cautious. Okay. And I'll keep it at that for Dumbledore. But it's like, you're the greatest wizard in the world. Voldemort's scared of you. And you don't have a hall monitor? Filch right. <laughs> is your hall monitor? There's, there's, there's basilisks and there's um, trolls running around the school, ready to kill first years, second years, and you have Filch as your security. Get out of yeah. here, man. You don't care about them kids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, if the troll were black, yeah, all those things. Are we still on that? Or did we move on? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Good. Good. Did we finish if they were black? Did we finish? I think so. No way. What's our next segment, buddy? Uh, We're going to do... Uh, uh, which character from those first two movies would you most want to be? Oh, would you most want to so, be? Okay. We kind of actually no, we kind of did that because we in the beginning we actually touched on that. Let's do this. This is actually a good one to do, and then we'll sort, and that'll be it. So, uh, you gotcha. remember Arthur Weasley from the beginning of the second movie? Yes. Uh, Carlin, cool. So Arthur Weasley, his job is that he works with Muggles. He's like in mm -hmm. charge of the ministry's department of Muggle studies or Muggle relations. Mm -hmm. Right. So we have this thing called the Arthur Weasley Award, which we give to a magical character who would thrive in a muggle situation. So uh, who are you going to give the award to, Carly? So right uh, now, our, our situation is uh, the current situation of this, this coronavirus. Okay. Oh. Who who's magical that could be that would thrive in a in Muggle in a yeah, Muggle like, who world? Do you want to bring into your That's world it. right now to help you cope with this situation. Who would you oh, want as your God. person? That's a good question because it's like they're all good and useful. I right? had to bring out a good question because I flubbed the last segment. The, <laughs> they're all good and useful. I think I would. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough okay. one. I, I want to say Harry because I'm just like, he could do anything. To me, Harry, he could, he's mm -hmm. the best. He could do no so wrong far. for you. He could do no wrong for me. And I feel like he's the oh. most talented naturally. He's naturally gifted. I mean, All right. he's a legend. 
So it's there like, I don't want him to be by my side, but any of them would be helpful. You know, if someone's not like, staying like six feet away from you, like just mm-hmm. wave your wand to get these people away from me. You know, clear the best the grocery thing- store. <laughs> Yo, the best <laughs> thing is, just how would you feel like if you were one of the wizards and you got described like that? I'd want Harry, but the rest of you are fine. You're all useful. You all right. have your thing that you're yeah. good at. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'll take anybody because I think mm-hmm. they're all really, they're, they would all be very helpful. I mean, even having the basics would be nice. Oh, yeah, especially now. If I could have somebody create an N95 mask, that would be perfect. Exactly. In fact, it would be ideal. Then, right. I, then that way I could just go outside and make one instead of having to spend eight fifty every fucking time. Anyhow, right. I right. would pick, um, if I could have anything magical right now, Hmm. I could give an Arthur Weasley award for the current goings on. It would have to actually be Filch. I think Filch would kill it right now. Because Filch, yeah, I think Filch would kill it right now because Filch looks homeless enough to just be outside. Nobody will question it. Nobody would try to make him change his attire. He can't really do magic. Right, right, right. Yeah, he might not be particularly magical, but he's from the world and because he's not magical, I feel like he wouldn't have the same barriers that a lot of magical folk would have with our technology. I feel like if he had learned how to use a phone, he learned how to use a phone. If he had to be outside and tame cats, he'd just be outside and taming cats. But I'd prefer somebody like that right now because it would give me somebody to be able to watch, write about, comment on, and say some shit when we finally get back out of this purgatory. So for that reason, I'm picking Filch. Will, who you got? You're going to just write material on Filch the whole quarantine? What do you think I do otherwise? That would be what do you think I've been thing. doing the whole quarantine? Bro, when I come back, I've, I have an hour of Filch material. Then I have another <laughs> hour and a half on Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh, y'all think I'm joking. You know, games being played I believe here. you. I believe you. Yeah. I As you should, sis. I'm just trying to get Will on board. You know what I mean? You need to get better, man. If, if I'm a write, if I'm a write all the material on Lockhart and um, Filch, I need you to write all the material on Dumbledore, and you write some up on Snape too. Then we're gonna take it on the road. How's that sound? Yeah, that's okay. By the, by the way, I'm completely bullshit. I want nobody yeah, to listen to the fatherhood. <laughs> it crazy. would be crazy. I mean, I, don't I am not that talented. That would be. All right. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Carly. You you have very high hopes. Go ahead, bro. Who we sorting? So no, I wanted to say who I would uh, who who would be my person for uh, the quarantine. Yep. So I'm going the opposite way. You have you have Filch, who's like kind of like the mean drunk character. I'm going with the friendly drunk. I'm going with Hagrid because you, would. you get the access to nature. You know, Hagrid mm-hmm. knows like all the best parks all over. You have like. Mm-hmm. You can tell like Hagrid will give you shrooms. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Hagrid will give me shrooms, which is like Yeah, you know. That'll Hagrid's, be uh, Hagrid's would, definitely the plug. I would love Imagine to hang out with what it would be me on shrooms. Oh my god, that would be the, I mean wild. That would be so much fun. And I feel like I would want to also hang out with Hagrid's dog. Yeah. Fluffy. So that is fluffy. A cute. Dog. He is yeah. so cute. 
that dog would be great for getting you past lines. Like, if you wanted to get to the front of anything, having Fluffy would be the fucking route. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I I'm mean, meant to be with Hagrid, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Because he's I think such I'm meant a to mush. Be. <laughs> I love <laughs> what him. What does that mean? Such he's a such a mush. mush. He's like a mushy, he's like a mushy guy. Like he's like sensitive and caring mm-hmm. and he loves the things that I love. Order of the Phoenix. When you see Hagrid actually put on some game, I think your um I think your perception of Hagrid is gonna stay the same and magnify. Because wow. Hagrid's actually smooth. Hagrid's real smooth. Hagrid has a um coat made out of what I assume is rabbit's hair. And it has a um it has a rose on it. It's about your height, and I'm not even lying to you. <laughs> so if you make it to the fifth book, you're going to see Hagrid take one of the other teachers on a date. Wow. Come back and let me know. Come back and let me know after you see that if it's smash or pass for Hagrid. Matter of fact, that's how we're going to close with Carly. We're going to play a smash or pass game, Carly and a couple of the teachers. Okay. Okay. All right. And Dobby. Uh, and Dobby. <laughs> and Dobby, I'm kidding. Did, I'm kidding. No, Dobby can't be you, involved in it. Dobby can't be. Involved. How much? How much did you love Dobby when you first saw Dobby, though? I had a very, I had a roller coaster of emotion with Dobby. So I loved him at first. Then I felt like he was shady, and I felt like he was oh. a backstabber. And then when everything came full circle, I was like, Oh no, Dobby's actually like the best friend you could have. He's loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Do- Dobby's ride or die. Yeah. Dobby's right or die. There's one thing I'll spoil you for you is that Dobby remains loyal. He remains loyal. He remains supremely loyal. And I'll so keep cute. it at that. So we'll we'll sort. We'll uh play the game and then we out, brother. And you can get back to life. Carly can get back to life and I can get back to whatever this is. Okay? So well, who are we sorting? We're we're gonna sort uh the beach. I know we the all beach. miss it. Yeah. Sometimes we just sort stuff. Some Yeah, so, uh, that is we're true. Sorting the beach. Just the Okay. You know, all, all of us are uh maybe they'll get opened up soon, who knows, but uh mm. Okay, so I'll take this one yeah. first. If I have to sort the beach, I don't like beaches. I never like beaches. I don't swim that well and I don't really trust lifeguards to Come rescue Save you. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to come save me in the time that I feel appropriate. Right, so, it's like you're 17 years old. Like you're yeah, you're 17. Yeah. You're going to come save me and drag me out the water and you had the strength to do it? Nah, right. champ, yeah, I no, think I'm okay. I don't I'm trust okay. them either. I plan on drowning if I'm going to go down. You know, I'm not expecting <laughs> yeah. any of them to come get me. I see. I prefer. I'm a. I'm a pool guy. I prefer pools. I can stand up in most pools, and even if I can't, I can swim well enough in the pool. No, I'll get out. So yeah. for those reasons, I'm gonna put beaches in general as a whole in. You know what? I'm not even gonna sort them. You know, I know why? Because I don't think that beaches just in themselves. I don't think they would go to Hogwarts. I don't think they would get a letter. I don't think they would be magical. I think they would be what they are, beaches. You don't think and beaches are that? Okay. You're whatever about beaches. I'm whatever about beaches. I, 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 never, li- I never liked them. I still don't. So for that reason, I, my indifference is going to carry over. I'm going to make them like filch. I'm going to make beaches squibs, non-magical, not even in the running. Okay. No contest. Too many people have died for no reason, and there's too many people getting new COVID 
and keeping us in the house longer, rushing oh, back. Oh yeah, to the Florida. They're they're not even thinking about leaving the beach. They're, they love the beach started. so much. Um, yeah, they're sta- they're stapled to it. They're, yeah. they're never going to leave. So yeah. for those reasons, nah, I'm good on beaches, squibs, all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think at, I love beaches too. I'm trying to think, but I do think right now beaches are very dangerous. So I'm going to go with, maybe I'm going to put them in Slytherin. Is okay. Because. Yeah, it could work. Because I hate um, Malfoy. I hate Draco Malfoy. And mm-hmm. he, to me, is very shady. And I would put mm-hmm. him with beaches as of right now, because number one, coronavirus is spreading and people are spreading it among the beaches mm-hmm. in Florida and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And also because they're saying that this year we're going to have a lot of, and there was already one already in California, shark attacks because oh. people aren't in the water and the sharks are coming so close to shore. So they're dangerous. Oh. So it's so? Like, it's crazy. I was reading an article about it. So to me, I don't trust beaches right now, even though I love mm-hmm. beaches. Um, I wouldn't go like j- swimming in the water in one. Gotcha. I'm going to put him with, with Draco in, in Slytherin. In Slytherin. That's one for Slytherin. That's one for when they not be magical at all. Will, buddy, cake is yours to slice, man. Will I, you I sort already beaches? I was already leaning towards Slytherin, and now I'm so firmly in the Slytherin camp. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly all the points you made are exactly why it's a Slytherin. I also love that anybody listening to this podcast learn the rules of dice and learn shark attack facts, <laughs> like safety hey. precautions, dude. If you right. can't survive this quarantine with this podcast, I mean, right? I mean. Bad you can, you, you did, your income with dice and then not get eaten by a shark. You're going to be fine. Right, right. I'm telling you, we saving lives and facilitating survival here at the Potterhood Podcast. <laughs> and that's how it worked out for the story. We had one for Slytherin. No, we had two for Slytherin. Carly and Will and me personally, I still think beaches um, don't deserve to be magical or be anywhere <laughs> magic happens. Y'all, that's been the fifth episode of the Potterhood Podcast during the quarantine. So, Carly, where can they find you? Um, you can follow me at Carly Aquilino on everything. Instagram, Twitter. I'm not on TikTok, but give me another couple weeks. I might be that depressed. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I, I made a video <laughs> yesterday, and them kids will make you remember why you weren't on that shit. Yep. <laughs> I put up I a feel. video. I'm going to feel so, I'm going to do some shit that I'm just going to go, oh boy. Uh, turn, turn the comments off. That's what I should have did. I put up a video yesterday on TikTok and I was making fun of, there's some brand of orange juice called Simply Orange and all of the pulp or whatever just sat there and it looked like paint. So I made the mistake of saying it looked like sugar. Boy, them kids went on that video. That's not sugar, you asshole. It's pulp. It's pulp. You should know this. I'm like, I, look. Five-year-old. I don't need all this energy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, bro. Will, where can they find you, brother? You can find me on Instagram at Will Posnan. And uh, I appreciate, you know, all the... We've been getting some nice things people have been saying. Yeah, man. The folks have been reaching out. It's been really dope. We're glad glad to finally be able to get some interaction. Lord knows. It's been a year. Dog, it's been a year. It's been a year. It's It's been a year. Another fan is going to come on uh, on the podcast. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop the presses. Guys, 
damn it, it's been a year. The Potterhood podcast has been going for a year. And I think I made a big deal about this before when we had um when we had Mia on. But for real, it's been a year of the best podcast about Harry Potter to ever exist. And I mean that because I listened to two other Harry Potter podcasts and it's not even close. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. I've been in the house Harley, 45 days. This is, talk a this little is shit. the worst I've ever done. Nico, great today. As always. Yeah. You guys were great. You guys were great. This is my favorite <laughs> Harry Potter themed podcast as well. Well, now yeah, right in the first two movies, they're going to be blowing up your phone to do theirs. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. This is my brand now. There you go. Well, we lo- we're happy to have started you on your new path down yes. the philanthropic road of Harry Potter content. Yep. To those of you um, that know already, my album came out on May 8th. It's called Marcellus, M-A-R-S-C-E-L-L-U-S. If you see fit, go on and listen to it. If you have um, iTunes, it's on there. You can buy it anywhere albums can be bought. If you have any of the streaming services, you can find it there. If, you know, circumstances are what they are and you don't have a streaming service and you don't have money to spare like that, just reach out to me on any of my social media and message me and I'll send you the album myself in order and all that. So on Instagram, that's at NicoWhite93. That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. On Twitter, you can find me at Nico underscore White93. And check out my website, NicoWhite.com. It's N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E.com. Max, where can they find you? They can find me at Max Marcus Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I am that depressed. And uh, <laughs> they can also find my website, which links to all those things, which is just MaxMarcusComedy.com. And there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the fifth episode of the Quarantine of the Potterhood Podcast. Carly, thank you again for joining us. Thank and- you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Will on the count of three. Let's try to sync this up. One, two, three. Mischief managed. Mischief managed.